0: a world where anyone can have a podcast peter von panda is one of them rants are taken to a whole new level this is the peter von panda podcast a giant waste of time what's happening panda nation peter von panda hey if you watch my channel over the last year you knew i was really excited about the xfl and unfortunately you know During the spring football season, um, you know, kind of COVID set in and the XFL did not last. It did not um, did not survive it and went through bankruptcy and was ended up uh, being sold, I think, to The Rock, uh, Dwayne, The Rock Johnson and a private equity firm, I think, for about 14 million or something like that, which is just amazing, actually, Uh, you know, because I know Vince McMahon, I think, sold hundreds of millions of dollars of wwe stock to fund the xfl and you know between getting um tv uh stations on board and leasing you know arenas and signing and drafting and finding football players and training them and and uh brands and logos and design and marketing and then producing the helmets and equipment and then getting all the staff on board and handling all the logistics and um you know announcers and uh, referee officials it would not surprise me that it would take $100 million or $200 million to just uh, develop that that nucleus, that kernel of a new football league. And so then to pick the whole thing up, the whole kit and caboodle for $14 million or $50 million or whatever it was, is kind of crazy. And if I were, I'll tell you what, not, not even a billionaire, but if I had $50 million, $30 million, maybe I had to have $30 million. Let's say if I had $30 million, yeah, I'd I'd take half of it and buy the XFL. I think that was awesome. I think that was an awesome buy. But what ended up happening is that we didn't get a full season of XFL. So it's not really fair for me to bag on it too much because we didn't really get to see the final end product. But i tell you what, I was excited about it. You know, I was excited for the St. Louis Battle Hawks. They were the closest team to me. Um, I bought some XFL gear. I was planning on going down to St. Louis to watch a game in person before they canceled all of that. You know, and, and sadly, unfortunately, the Battle Hawks didn't play in St. Louis for the first couple of weeks or something like that. But um, I'm kind of over the XFL. I'm over it. And it's kind of, infuriating because i'm kind of over the nfl too i really like football and i thought you know one of the reasons that nfl is so popular i think is because you go through the fall you have uh fall football professional football college football and then there's just this drought of football and that kind of wets your appetite for the following fall And so when football comes around again boom you're hooked and i thought well instead of having these highs and lows football season no football season it'd be nice you know spring football league and the AAF was around for a little while i never really watched much of it i don't know that much of it was televised but I thought, okay, well, that'll just kind of be enough football for me. And actually, the first time the XFL was around, it was kind of enough football for me. It was just kind of fun, and it was a little more uh, skewed towards entertainment as opposed to uh, real football, but it got good. It got better. And so I was really excited for the next iteration of XFL, which I thought was going to be a real investment into football that was going to be its thing. It wasn't necessarily going to be just an entertainment type of of thing. But, um, and so it's not, like I said, totally fair because we got a shortened season, but the reason i'm kind of over the xfl not the reason that i'm kind of over the xfl the reason i'm over the xfl is that um there are a number of things that kind of bug me first of all i want to say that i thought the football was pretty good in fact uh the quarterback play you know jordan tamu um, from the battle hawks and some of these other quarterbacks looked really good there were some that didn't look great some that i thought would look pretty good that 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 struggled but i thought there were a lot of really good offensive plays i think the tempo of xfl generally favored the the offense because you know defenses are are always gonna struggle a little bit and when you put that many more plays into the game you know the defense is gonna get worn out you know they have to put in more effort than the the offense because the offense knows what the play is and the defense kind of has to read it and then it react and kind of invest in themselves in a couple different ways. So I wasn't surprised you know when defenses were getting torched and I didn't mind that right. In fact I think a lot of us like seeing high scoring games. One problem um kind of going to go in order of importance. So this would be more like um, number three. I'm actually not sure how many reasons I have here, but number three, uh, spreading the football over a Saturday and Sunday. So there were only eight teams in the leagues, and basically they had two games with four teams on Saturday, two games with four teams on Sunday. And to me, I get now that you have Saturdays and Sundays because you don't have college or pro football, but it was just too much, you know, because for me, yeah, I will watch a little uh, college football, you know, usually my team, but sometimes I'll, I'll skip it. So I'm not really that dedicated to college football. The one where I will watch more is my NFL team. Now that can be on Monday or Thursday or instead of a Sunday too, but generally it's just kind of nice. My Sunday's my lazy day. I think for a lot of people, it's kind of like the day before you're going to go back to work. It's not impossible to have the TV on. Saturday is more the day you want to go out and do your you know, chores, your activities, your weekending stuff, because Sunday you kind of want that to recharge to your housework and all that stuff. So it's nice and easy to have that TV on. So instead of spreading them out over Saturday and Sunday, I would have preferred them just to have that Sunday filled to make it feel a little bit more like NFL. Um, yes, I get that you're going to have to have four games player. Maybe you're going to have a couple that are competing. And so you're not going to have necessarily all, um, all your eyeballs on it. But I think to me, it's just one of those things, especially when I watch my football game on Sunday, you just kind of get r- rolled into the next game, right? They kind of cut to the the next, uh, you know, tense ending. And it's easy to keep the TV on and just kind of, you know, watch a little bit. And, you know, that helps with fantasy. And I just felt like you didn't have that many games and that you had to invest over more time, unfortunately. So I don't like the Saturday-Sunday thing. Uh, in fact, I'd rather them just pick a day you know, Saturday or Sunday, but to me, Sunday made the most sense. So number two, the number two reason that I'm over the XFL. Um, Well, it's the lack of local teams. So I'm here in Chicago. I'm a Detroit fan. If there had been a Detroit XFL team, I would have been a big fan of that. And my problem with it is I get why they picked some of the markets that they were in. I feel like LA is not the right market. I feel like they have two pro teams, and neither of them have a huge fan base. So I'm a little surprised they put another non-pro team there. There's just enough people that it makes sense, I suppose. Um, But, and I get why they didn't put one in Chicago, because there's no dome in Chicago, and you're going to have to play in the, the spring when the weather is not great. So that's kind of annoying, but... I think you have to have some reason to be invested in your team, and usually geography is that. It doesn't have to be, and I'll talk about that in my number one reason, but in number two, I think you want people not only to watch, but you want them to go, because now I think if you can get people to come to your event, sit in the stands, buy the phone finger, whatever it is, you know, invest in it, just experience it, you're going to be sold on it after that, right? But it's really hard when you don't have a team within four or five hours of you. I mean, for me, uh, St. Louis is at least a four-plus-hour drive, and I was willing to go there and have that be my team. But it would have been great to have something more local. Now, Chicago used to have some arena football teams and stuff like that. I never really got into it. I kind of meant to. And then arena fell on its butt a little bit. But um, I think having... More teams spread out, you know, more geographies represented. It gives people something to kind of cheer about, kind of latch on, and geography can be that. Now, the number one reason that I'm over the XFL, and this kind of fits with reason number two, and this kind of blends into kind of a higher issue is that I just wasn't really invested in the individual players. You know, like I said, there were some names that I knew, but they they didn't really feature them. They didn't really try to make some superstars. Now in the NFL, you've got you really don't have actually that many superstars. You've got some a lot of great players, a lot of names that you'll know. But there are a lot of guys that are on the offensive or defensive line that aren't you know big household names. It's really like the quarterbacks, some of the wide receivers, some of the great um, running backs. You know, you know maybe there's one or two really you know stellar uh, cornerbacks or something like that. <laughs> yeah, maybe an amazing kicker with a seventy-yard field goal. It, you know, it, it you actually don't have to have that many stars, right? I don't know what the ratio of jerseys that they sell, kind of like the Tom Brady's versus everyone else, but I'm kind of guessing that 20% of the NFL players make up 80% of the jersey sales, right? And so you don't need to promote everyone, but you do need to have some guys that really connect with the people. And, you know, that can be the quarterbacks and some of the receivers and, you know, uh, um, I think. Bringing in some of the big names like the Tim Tebow or, you know, even like the Johnny Manziel, I argue whether that would be the right thing to do or the Colin Kaepernick. And I get that he didn't want to, uh you know, just play football, that he wanted to make a name for himself and he wanted more money than they could afford and all that other stuff. I get that. But when you bring in those people, someone that is a lightning rod, someone that connects with people, someone that maybe is controversial, you know, people are going to tune in for that because we get invested in the people because sometimes we see ourselves in them in us in them or sometimes we see our nemesis or you know sometimes we want to see people succeed or fail and you know hopefully succeed but that lack of investment in kind of the people i think was kind of a hallmark of xfl that they didn't really promote the people they really promoted the teams i think part of this was because you know the season was so short and they weren't really sure who was going to be good or not you know they they don't want to put a lot of names you know out there and kind of promote them or or count on them if they aren't going to make the roster if they're going to be benched you know like i said uh, there were some good quarterbacks that just couldn't weren't good in the xml for whatever reason and that's some surprising uh people and i think that would have come with more time that you'd get more invested in those individual players and that kind of brings me to just in general the bigger issue and that is the fan base right um the xfl didn't probably have enough time it didn't have enough personalities didn't have enough geography locations to really build like the fandom you know i liked the xfl i liked the idea of vince mcmahon coming back you know redemption second time learning his mistakes from xfl 1.0 coming back with 2.0 really investing the game you know giving guys um a shot these under free agents or, or who, who have you you know guys that were um former X uh, NFL whatever it might be some people that just really love the game you know I just love that idea I was a fan of that idea and yet because of kind of all these little misses you know I never became I never took my initial fandom to actually rabid fandom to like fanboy status status and in fact when the xFL kind of went away in kind of a um, less than um honorable way and not honorable, maybe, but in a, in more of a whimper than a bang. Fortunately, it just kind of fizzled in my mind. And the fact that it could be back is, yeah, all right. And I think, you know, part of it is like, it failed again in the first year. Could it fail again the next time? You know, should I bother being invested in it? Should I bother buying their merchandise and all that kind of stuff? So I think it's going to be an uphill climb from here. But to me, it's, it's just means I'm kind of over it. I'm kind of over it right because they're not going to put a team near me i'm not going to see any personalities i really care about initially you know it's um it's not like college where i know that even if the college ball gets canceled for a year it'll be back eventually so it's just eh, that's it that's why i'm over the xfl if it comes back i'll probably tune in but i would be i'll be honest in saying that if it were next spring and the xfl was about to start and there's a game on tomorrow i don't know i might not even watch it um you know too bad. So that's it. That's why I'm over the XFL. I hope they do well. I was excited about it, but no, I'm not Peter Von Panda out. This is the Peter Von Panda podcast, a giant waste of time.